Hey, this is James coming to you from uh, the editing room. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and there is no uh, video for this podcast with the exception of what you're seeing right now in this intro. Uh, we uh, lost the video file. Uh, so even though in the episode we may make reference to, you know, uh, what we're doing on the screen or watching the video or whatever, uh, ignore that because we lost the video file. So, uh... Having said that, please enjoy the episode. Here you go. Hey, welcome to the Good Game Podcast. My name is James. And I am Zach. Hey! Hey, buddy. Welcome. Welcome back, actually. No kidding. Thrilled to be you, here. Uh, you were on an early episode of the podcast where we discussed, I believe, Yakuza 0. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Which is actually one of the few games that I'm considering going back and replaying its entirety. I don't really do that much anymore, so I'm considering going back and doing Zero, just because it was so much fun. Oh, that's... I. Uh... But we're not here to talk about that. No, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're not here to talk about the good um, old days. No, we're here to talk about Marvel Strike Force, uh, and this is a game you've been playing quite a bit. Yes. So it is a turn-based, role-playing, free-to-play mobile game. Uh, originally by FoxNet, which was later acquired by Scopely for Android and iOS devices. Uh, originally came out in 2018. It is now just an absolute moneymaker. And uh, I believe this is our first uh, mobile game, purely mobile game that we're discussing on the show, correct? That might be true. Yeah, that I don't know. I'm not the historian. I don't know for sure. That, I believe is true. I don't think we've ever done a mobile game uh, on the podcast before. So, so as you pointed out, I've been pl- putting a lot of time into this. I've been playing this for about a month now, uh, religiously, and you played it, I think you were clocked in at about an hour 15. I, I might be coming right in about, yeah, six, 60, 70 minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm a real professional. Yeah, he's I a, know He's a pro. He's a, he's a speed runner. I know exactly what I'm talking about uh, when it comes to this game. So it's just like a little bit of backstory to Marvel Strike Force. So like I said, it's a turn-based role-playing mobile game um, developed uh, by Foxnet, later acquired by uh, Scopely. Mm-hmm. Scopely also just seemingly, from what I could find, it literally just makes free-to-play bullshit mobile games. Uh, Scrabble Go, Star Trek Fleet Command, there's a Walking Dead game, WWE Champions, which is a money-suck puzzle game. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, Yahtzee with Buddies, Dice with Buddies, and Looney Tunes World of Mayhem. Mm, they got themselves quite the uh, prestigious catalog. Clearly, there yeah, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Ba- uh, basically, the Capcom of this new era <laughs> is what many, uh-huh. you know, uh, uh, mention them as. Um, but we were doing some some looking into their numbers when Strike Force first came out in 2018. It raised over 150 million dollars in uh, in funding. Its first year and only continued to grow, and their official numbers from last year was over three hundred million dollars. That's outrageous! By this mobile game, that's outrageous. This is a free to play game, by yeah. the way, and and free to play in like the most diabolical sense in terms of just like a money suck. So so you so we've talked about this a little bit. You've seen the Matrix. You you just know a little what, just. You, a teensy tiny bit. You know what this is. So so basically the game breaks down is you're assembling a team of fighters. Um, they're all official Marvel characters. And um, you're unlocking basically your dream team. 
and it's like squad fights, 5v5. Everybody has different moves and powers and blah, 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 blah. And there's a few different modes of play, um, but they all basically revolve around that 5v5 turn-based combat sort of system. Um, a lot of different currencies in the game. Oh, my God. Currencies oh on top of currencies. God. Um, it is inscrutable, the amount of currency, what does what, and... But who- it is a highly active game in terms of there's always... New events and new characters and all kinds of things to unlock constantly going. Um, and it seems to have a very active community. And so um, that's the, the the game in a nutshell. It's a lot of variations on the same premise of it's basically 5v5. Um, and so, yeah, it's just about building your dream team and you unlock characters as you play and blah, 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 blah. And just trying to make your team the best it can possibly be so that you can just kick the shit out of everybody. There appears to be some kind of PvP mode at some point, which I haven't even unlocked yet, even though I've been putting an ungodly amount of mo- uh, money. Oh, I almost slipped up. Oh. An ungodly amount of hours and some money into this game. Um, there's apparently PvP, there's uh, gauntlet modes, and yada, 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 yada. And so, uh, yeah, so like I said, I've pumped in all types of uh, time into this. You've played it just a smidgen. And so let's break down. Uh, our well, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you first. Yeah. How did you? How, how did we get here? What brought you into Marvel Strike Force? Oh, how did you learn about this fucking marketing? Um, so I was on some social media thing. Maybe it was Twitch. Maybe it was Twitter. Maybe it was Facebook. I don't fucking remember. But I was on something, and there was an ad for Marvel Strike Force, and I had heard of it before because I think Jess played it for a little yes, bit. Yes, you did. My wife. Yeah. Um. And so I I had heard of it before, but I wasn't really super interested. Um, and then they had done an ad where it was all about... It was basically like an Into the Spider-Verse ad where they were like, oh, you can play as... Because um, I remember the original ads was something about like... It was like very Deadpool heavy because obviously Deadpool had come out at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was very Spider-Verse heavy. So they had... Um, Spider-Gwen, and they had Miles, and they had Scarlet Spider, and they had Spider-Punk, and they were all, like, joining forces in this very, like, slick-looking commercial. And I was like, well, I like a lot of those characters, and so I was like, all right, let me see what this game actually is, because that would be really cool to have, like, a fighting game where you could play as these, like, kind of sort of deeper-cut characters. So I download it, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, okay, well, I gotta get into the game game to in order to unlock these people that I want and now we're a month later and it's just sort of like okay well I have some of the people that I want and I'm just kind of playing it through and it it is nefarious in it is something to do that's exactly I think what they're ultimately striving to be is that it's just something to pass the time something if to- you're bored and you're you know you have your phone and you have a Wi-Fi connection it's something to pass the time other than just refreshing Twitter or refreshing Facebook and things okay. along those lines. Okay. I think that's ultimately okay, okay, okay. the purpose it's supposed to serve. Right. Um, but that's the original, that's the initial like little uh, hint of, of crack that I got that dragged me into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dare program did nothing. Right. I fell for it immediately. And, uh, and yeah. Dare to resist microtransactions, <laughs> loot boxes. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, and just that's uh, what they didn't behavior. tell us about. They, it, they didn't warn us of that. They didn't warn the most. They no. warned us about bullies and people pushing drugs on us in middle school, which was never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, didn't yeah, warn yeah. us about yeah. this. That that doesn't help later in life. Yeah, uh, McGruff the crime dog did not warn me about fucking loot boxes. Um. So yeah, so that's how I got roped into all this, and now you got me roped me into this, and now yeah, uh, yeah we're all me seeks in here and. And obviously, you you put forth, you cleared up space on your phone to play this game for the my good of the show. My old ass, this old phone. I had to like clear out old apps. Had to, my, had to delete photos of his grandmother. Just yeah, to fit yeah, yeah. Just Marvel to get Strike this Force shitty on. game on here. Um, okay. Well, before we get to the big, you dropping the yeah, hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so spoilers, I don't, like. so I don't typically play a lot of turn based combat games. Okay, it's not really something I yeah, typically yeah. play. Mm-hmm. I'm more playing like either. Very easy breezy stuff like Monkey Ball or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's like I can just or Rocket League or oh, just jump in. <laughs> Too easy breezy Monkey Ball and Rocket League. Are meaning, not what meaning I would... like it's not uh, super narrative heavy. Or ah, it's not ah, like ah, okay, okay. I don't really get into the games okay. anymore where it's like, well, I can't go to bed yet. I got to get to the next save spot. It's like, oh, I picked this up. I lost three times. I'm pissed off. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm putting it down. Man, and then easy I go breezy, man. Down. I want to just relax after a hard. Let me pick up Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> I want to chill out of a stressful day. Let me boot up papers, please, real quick, and just yeah. take a little, have a little daiquiri. Um, so I don't really play a lot of turn-based combat games anyway. Is this anything like XCOM? It's XCOM like this at all, like in terms Not of turn-based even battle. Okay, no. Okay, no. I assume I, I read somewhere that this is basically XCOM. So uh, that's a lie, and. Uh... <laughs> That's a lie. You read a lie. This is like Command and Conquer, right? Is basically Marvel uh, Strike Force? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, okay. it is closer to Command and Conquer. All right, well, hey, it's... I, my second lie bailed me out. Um, but no, this is not really a genre I typically play. No, neither. But, well, oh, I mean, I play... Oh, I feel like that's a lie. That's you a, just lie. Told me hey, a lie. Hey, we're just lying to each other now. <laughs> that's um, the new direction of the show. We all just lie. We all uh, just lie. Oh, my uncle actually works for Nintendo, by the way. Uh, no, I... My... And I, I, I was struggling with this because I play a lot of, like, turn-based RPGs. I play okay. a lot of, like, um, I just recently replayed a lot of the old Final Fantasy games. That's the right. Pixel yeah. Remasters. Yeah. And it's like... Same game. Same basic game. I don't know what the problem is. No. I, and, and, and like, what, what makes this... I mean, obviously, the aggressive fucking microtransactions. Please spend more Hyper-capitalist, money. Hyper-capitalist, some would say. Right. Like, what... From a game design perspective, what makes this so nefarious and, like, Final Fantasy so, whatever. Revered. Revered and harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, it is all of that aggressive microtransaction. Just, like, hey, here's all these, like, I don't know. Whatever that is. Whatever that is that draws people's brains into, like... Because I think both... The thing they have in common... Is that both Strike Force and Final Fantasy have like, hey, you know, you're gonna develop these characters. These characters, you, they're gonna get stronger. The numbers are gonna get bigger. Whatever that is in people's brains, that lizard brain of like, lizard, oh yeah. I kind of sort of like that, um, but I think, I think what makes um, what makes the early Final Fantasies, because I think the early Final Fantasies don't have a whole lot of depth mm. in the combat system. There's not a lot right, of like, okay. ooh, what do I really want to do? I want to fight or run. Like, it's not like, oh my god, okay. Now, later on, I think we got 
a lot more complex where like you can really plan out a turn like hey what's my optimal strategy here if i use this guy i, to- I hate that my touch point is always final fantasy 7 but that when you say that that's immediately what i think of in terms mm-hmm. of i know there were systems in place mm-hmm. where you could be like oh i cast this with this guy and then like the whatever like the mimic spell for the rest of my team so now everyone's casting knights of the round and i'm murder fucking whatever enemy i have like in those early games i don't know if you had that same sort of opportunity to break the game through really good strategy it was more just like a oh suplex the train and then get the hell out of right 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 yeah. in the earlier games i don't think there's a whole lot of depth in the battle system now playing strike force I don't think there's a lot of depth in oh, that. Oh, that's a surprise. I don't know that. Because <laughs> it's literally, A, your character comes up and you have, what, like, two, in, in the beginning you literally only have two options. You can use their, like, super move, which is on a cooldown. Right. So, like, if it's not, if that cooldown timer is ready, you want to use it. You yeah, want to use it. Yeah. And if you don't, you're using the normal. So there's really, at, at least at the part of the game I play, there's, you don't make any decisions. You don't make decisions. The decisions are made for you. Well, the decision is juice up your team. You were playing like a renegade. And you were like, <laughs> no, it's Spider-Man and carrying the rest of his amazing friends. But you literally told me that's not a decision. You just want to juice up your whole team. So right. you're not true. making interesting decisions in the combat. That's true. You, the, it, there's literally a button you can press to watch the game play itself. Once you beat it the first time, yes, you can. No, 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 auto battle. You can. There's a button. You can oh just. Oh God, I didn't know there was an auto. I didn't. I I played for the love of the game. I don't auto battle. Oh. I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, there's an auto battle button on any battle. No, not the auto win button. There's an auto win button. Right. If you beat a, a matchup once. Yeah, and get like you three can come, stars. Yeah, you can come back and just auto play it. Which you would go. Well, why would I ever do that? It's not even for experience points. To it's level for up more people, stupid currency. It's for more currency. It's for currency and sub-currency and currency's currency. Oh my god. Whatever that is, and that thing, whatever that is that like, oh, there's all these currencies and I gotta spend and what, whatever that is that like draws people in to like spend. That I think is more of like a goblin brain thing of just like there's all these shiny things. I, that is the part of the matrix that I do not fall victim to. Okay. In so, terms of like, I find no joy in currencies and subcurrencies. Like, that is the part where I'm like, oh, you're just fucking me up the ass. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like, there's, like, I'm not dazzled by, oh, well, you need more lightning power in order to get this battle going. Okay. So go okay. and get the thing, and then you get more lightning power. And I'm like, hey, I'm already, I'm not interested anymore. I'm not fucking interested anymore. There's a lot of nefarious, shady things this game does, and I, I want to hold that point, because I want to come back to that. Because I want to finish the point I was making okay. about Final Fantasy. The thing that they have in common... It, the early Final Fantasies in this game, I feel there's not a lot of depth in the combat. So what's the difference? Why is this so evil and Final Fantasy not? I think what I like about the early Final Fantasy games, A, is they have a story, some of them. Yeah. Have, and there is a definite end. You are playing this, and you're going to get to the end of the game, and you're going to finish it, and you're going to beat the final boss, and you're done. The end. That's it. That's the goal yeah, you're striving And if you want to start over again, that's your choice. I would argue that there... Is there an end game in Marvel Strike level... Whatever. I was just going to say. Uh, so th- you can't actually finish the this game? No. I was no. actually trying to... It goes find, forever. I was trying to find uh, I was gonna say, their I, official mission statement. I, I, <laughs> yeah, their official mission statement seems to directly fly in the face of a, a game having an ending. Um, and the other thing that I like about Final Fantasy is there is... Be, because there is a sense of, like, um, you're, you're moving towards the end of the game, there is... There is always... 
this tension anytime you get like deep in a dungeon that you're gonna you know have your party wipe and you're gonna die and you're gonna lose that progress which i know is annoying but that that gives those dungeons a real sense of tension it's like hey i can't fuck this up i'm deep in this dungeon and you know i got this guy poisoned and i gotta heal him and i can't and i think the perfect uh comparison to that is there is a similar type of tension in strike force specifically to that point of like it so i'm far enough in the in the rabbit hole now that some of these fights have like waves of teams mm-hmm. where like I've, I've gotten got, like multi, I've gotten like two waves I think yeah I've yeah. gotten ones where it's like here's eight fighters oh, and they're tough and yeah. I finally beat all of them yeah, yeah. great and here's five more and oh, they're even tougher right yeah so on pen and paper technically it's the same feeling of like uh oh I'm down to two fighters left and mm-hmm. I've got four enemies that are at full health. Yeah, yeah. Technically this is tension. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I know what you're talking about in terms of you're playing a Final Fantasy game and you're mm-hmm. like I've got hard decisions to make here because and I'm running out of you know, I'm running out of items, I'm running out of options. Mm-hmm. There is genuine tension here because of you know, be it resource management or strategy you know, mishaps or whatever the case is, and you're going to lose that progress. You, you nailed it. Resource management is... is In this, when that same situation happens, I don't feel the same way as Final Fantasy. I don't go, oh, if I had just done this and this, mm-hmm. I would have made it through that dungeon. Yeah. Instead, I'm like, fuck me, I've lost fucking ten lightning power <sighs> that now I'm going to go have to suck somebody's dick to go get an orb that's going to give me more lightning power so I can try this fucking fight again <laughs> against this bullshit thing that's going to beat me again because the game decides I haven't put enough money in yet. And it's not... It's not even... It's so... It's so... Even at the beginning, it's so just transparent about um, how much the numbers matter and how little your decisions matter. Right. It doesn't fucking matter which decision you make it only matters what level your characters are and how do you level up your characters you spend the stupid currency which, and I, I get, I'm going to get to that in a second but to your original point of is there an end game is there an end level to Marvel Strike Force yes, yes, and to yes, that yes. I respond with the mission statement of Scopely the game company uh, we don't just know how to build great games we are entrenched in the business of building long term experiences that engage users for years to come. Years. They're going to strap onto your teat and they're not going to stop suckling until you're dead. Yeah. That is the mission statement. Um, so that so no, there's no end boss. You just keep playing and keep building. And, and there's a big fear of missing out. That's what this game sort the, of the, capitalizes okay. on. The, I, let's count the nefarious. We've got we've got our aggressive advertisement of microtransactions. Yes. Just every uh, 30, 45 seconds, if you're on that menu, it'll pop up and be like, hey, do you want to play as somebody? Well, when you jump into other menus, if you go yeah. like, oh, what's my roster looking yeah. like right now? It'll throw up another pop-up that's like, by the way, if you threw $10 in, you could get this character instead. And what So... Before we move on to other nefarious parts, the the, the one moment that <laughs> I, I just saw to keep a tally. The, the one moment that I actually saw the Matrix uh-huh. in terms of I saw this for what it was was as I said I got hooked on this because of the Spider Verse thing. So one of the pop ups is like, oh hey, if you want to play as Spider Gwen, just pay us ten dollars. You didn't pay anything for the game. Throw ten dollars in. You can play as the person you want to play as. Seems fair. And I'm like, you know Seems what? Seems fair. 
Fuck me, you're right. Uh-huh. I yeah. Did, yeah, let me do this. Yeah. So I give them the $10, mm-hmm. and they go, thanks, great job. And then I go to my roster, and there's no Spider-Gwen. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What I bought was two loot crates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which had the potential that if I hit the lottery on both, which, let's stop right there, yeah, yeah. will never happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it were to happen... Oh, it could happen. If I hit the lottery on both these loot crates, uh-huh. I might get enough Spider-Gwen crystals to then unlock Spider-Gwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems simple enough. I'm basically... I've already got her. I just got a little in-between stuff I got to take care of. So I open up the loot crates. I got two Spider-Gwen crystals. Of? How many more do you no, need? No, just two. How many, how many more do you need? 98 more crystals. So I was like, oh, fuck you! And so mm-hmm. I did not... And the real... And that's... That was the... Okay, we got the microtransaction. We've got the inscrutable currency. How do, how does this even... It is it is very purposely obfuscated how how you're supposed to get to these characters. And at the end of the day, it's it's loot boxes. Uh, but yeah, just the inscrutable currency that I, I think is designed to mask the amount of money that you're actually spending on this game. And also mask, like, how you're... How, It doesn't make any kind of um, immediate goal terribly easy to achieve. Yes, yes. Thank you, Um, thank you. Because there was a couple... So as you play through the regular campaign, campaign quote-unquote, which is basically just like the tower fights and fighting games. It's just like, oh, it's ten fights in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those fights... And each fight has like, here's your winnings. Some of those fights will have... Here's Captain America pieces are in this particular fight and so if you fight in this one and they're real slimy with the way they describe because it was like um i i saw that it was like um yeah captain america available in this fight i'm like oh cool i'm gonna unlock captain america and no 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 i just got two pieces pieces. of captain america out of 98 so even that even if that was the case Mm -hmm. and you go okay well i can replay this fight infinitely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'll just grind on this fight until I unlock enough pieces to get Captain America. Mm-hmm, really okay. Cap. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. You can f- play that fight uh, probably about five times. And then, oh, you're out of energy. You got to pay money uh, for the energy. But if you could pay him money, then you could keep yeah, going. You could, then you could do that. get that Captain America. Okay, well, fuck me. I guess I'll buy some energy. How much is energy? Well, energy is five bucks. Okay, well, fuck. I guess I'll pay for that. Or, you know, if you just paid us ten bucks... You get some you get of those the loot boxes, boxes for fucking oh, Captain America, loot boxes. baby. We already halfway there. You might as well. It, that's the that's the system in play. Is a lot of that, and it, so very very rarely I have probably twenty characters unlocked. Very rarely has it been I was going after somebody. Like for instance, I got Captain America just by logging in time, by going in. By logging in the game every day for like a week and a half, they like pity fuck gave me Captain America. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that that's been a majority of them. Like for the ones that I really wanted, like I wanted Scarlet Spider because I read comics in the nineties and I'm stupid. Um, that one was like, oh, you'll unlock Scarlet Spider pieces if you upgrade your other people. 
So there wasn't like a mission to go get him. It was just like, oh, just upgrade your people, which you're like, oh, well, that's just a nice incentive that I should just keep bulking up my team. And eventually, ah, da, 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 you got to bulk these people up within the next six days. Because after that, Scarlet Spider goes back in someone's butthole. And, and that fear of missing out. And then it's like, well, I, I got to hustle now. I got to hustle. got to get those loot boxes. Got to spend that money. And I think that is also maybe the most nefarious thing about this game. Okay. Is, okay, what is the end game to Marvel Strike Force? I think the end game is unlocking your favorite characters. Yeah. That's basically it. Build your dream team. That's, Build the dream team. Yeah. And I, that is so slimy because there, we, 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 didn't, we didn't start with how do we make a fun game. The nefarious thing, I believe, is we started with how do we get people to spend money on this. We lock away their favorites and then force them to spend money or a shitload of time or what. Well, and part of that is if you look through the roster part, it'll show you your team mm-hmm. and your people that you've unlocked. And then they also show you every character Who's that available. they have yes. put in this game. Yes, yeah. Because that's and the end all goal. they're out. That's the end goal, is get those characters. Now, have you clicked on any of them? No. So if you click on them, so let's say you want the Hulk, and you don't have the Hulk. You can click on the Hulk, and it'll show you there. Mm-hmm. It'll show you the Hulk. It'll show you... Alternate costumes for the Hulk that you'll be able to unlock. So maybe you like a particular version of the Hulk. They'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, he's there. And then there's a big button that says find. And if you hit that button, it'll tell you, here's the variety of options on how you can get the Hulk. And some of them are like, just pay us money. Some of them are, oh, they're in this fight. Like we said before. Oh, if you... Spam this fight, then you'll unlock shards and you can eventually get the Hulk. Sometimes it's just like, mm, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll find them on the street someday, I don't know. That, I think, is that drive of like, for some of these characters, there's not even like a goal that you can set of like, oh, well, I'll just keep doing this mode or I'll play the game how it wants to be oh, played. Oh, they don't even give you the option to buy money. Oh, I sometimes, thought that was... Sometimes it's not. Sometimes oh. it's like, oh, it's a loot box thing and you only have to get this. Or sometimes it's a... Whatever, whatever. Look at my limited time offer right yeah. here. My fucking look at this. I could get some cosmetics if yeah. I just spent four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Don't you want your pick my calendar? Pick my calendar. It's a limited time. This is going to expire in one day. I better spend four dollars or nine dollars to make Christ. sure Captain America's shield. Okay, looks I was good. trying to give a, a fucking. Uh, okay, so, yeah, when you click on a character here... Okay, so you're looking at... I don't even know who the hell that is. I don't know who that's the fuck a, it is That's either. a bad X-Men from the 90s. It's a shitty X-Men, but yeah, when you click this find here, then... Those are all things that you would need to go spend money on. Yeah. In oh. order to make that happen. So, like, you hit go, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, orbs, okay, great. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah, a loot yeah. box. Oh, yeah, I can open this loot box. I can spend some in-game currency to open this loot box. And it's scrolling through on the side there all the potential characters that could have pieces in that loot box. So it's not even the guy you're looking for. It could be anybody. Oh, I see that. And then of that, each one has its own little numerical value. So it's like, well, if you got 50, if you hit the jackpot and you open up a loot box and it had 50 shards of that guy then yes, technically, you only had to pay one payment, and you got the guy, and hip hip hooray. 
But that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get three shards, and you're like, hey, I'm basically where I was. So, yeah, the game is is very. So let's let's get to to the real business here. You absolutely fucking hated this game from the jump. Because all these things that like goblin brain, as you yeah. describe it. Whatever that is that attracts people to it, I my brain is wired the, to have the opposite polarity where it just pushes me away. Uh, so, and that's what I was greeted with as soon as I started up. I'm like, oh fuck, I've I've seen this that's, sort of. That is one thing that shocks me about it is like they don't even have the goddamn common courtesy to give you a reach around. Like you download <laughs> this fucking game and you boot it up, and you're not even through the t- the tutorial yet on how like to do the the combat of the game. And it's already hitting you with sales pitches of like, hey, you want Venom? It's fucking 12 bucks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They don't even give you the courtesy to like let you kind of figure the game out a little bit and go, oh, this is fun. Because that's But the- this team sucks. I want a cool team. And then they go, oh, we'll go buy the cool team. Because that's the end game is unlock these characters. Spend your money to right. buy these loot boxes. We got to make $300 million yeah, on yeah, this yeah. goddamn game. <laughs> and this it how works. We do it. And it works, and it's so slimy because people love these characters. Right. And are willing to spend money to unlock them in this shitty game. Uh, So, so full full transparency, I got hooked on the the wrestling game that they make, the WWE Champions, which is a puzzle game, which is fucking chock full of microtransactions. But it's the exact same philosophy Mm -hmm. of, well, yeah, it's still a shitty, you know, bubble bobble game, but... Would it be a lot cooler if Macho Man Randy Savage was there while Fuck you were yeah. playing this game? Like, Fuck yeah. That kind of thing. And it's the same idea. And it's like, oh, you want Macho Man? Well, you gotta go spend real money to get Macho Man to show up. Like, it's the same philosophy, although it's technically a different game. And yeah. Different I don't know. There, there are... Uh, yeah. There, there are definitely levels of how aggressive and slimy you can be with all of this kind of free-to-play bullshit. This is... Maximum unreserved sliminess. Uh, well, let's talk about a game that that has that, but is not as slimy. I okay. think Rocket League fits that. Perfect. That is Rocket League has loot boxes. Um, it has. Uh, it does have these microtransactions. It's got like three different types of currency. It's got DLC. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it's got all these same sorts of things. But like, I haven't spent a fucking. Do- That's false, actually. You, you encouraged me to buy the NFL yeah, fan pack. Yeah, because um, you had to have the Buccaneers card. I had to have the, had to have the Buccaneers card. Um, but the, the difference is that with Rocket League, there is no hindrance to gameplay. Right, right. It, based on money. You can... And there's no... It's not a... Uh, um, you could literally just It's not more. a pay-to-win system either. No, no, it's not. Yeah, you can yeah. play as any yes. car, and they have the same yes. stats, and yes. no, one car doesn't go faster yeah, than yeah. another car. There's no... Yeah. It's basically just an asshole tax. <laughs> it's just, if you're an asshole, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, if I can't play as the DeLorean, then am I ever really playing Rocket League? You're right, right, you idiot. Then yeah, spend another $5 and go get the DeLorean, you which can, I have. You can literally just ignore all that you stuff. You absolutely can, and play... And, and be great and right. enjoy the full run of the game. Yep. Nothing is held back. Nothing's like, well, you can't actually play this mode. Right. The only thing that's held back is the... Um, oh, what the hell is it called? Mm-hmm. The... Um, like the season... Um, oh, the like Rocket Pass. Yeah, that Rocket Pass. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way... Yeah. Were you aware that Strike Force also has a Rocket Pass? I, I don't doubt it. It's just... 
It's hitting the fucking Which every. Has, <laughs> there, if there was a bingo card of just slimy, shitty uh, free to play game practices, this just te- checks every fucking it's, box. It's not only has the rocket pass, but it has the like, oh, are you a, a fucking plebe and you're not going to pay extra? Mm-hmm. Then you get the baby boo boo bullshit rewards, but we're going to show you what you would have gotten had you ponied up the money. Yes, yes. Like, yes. yeah, so even they have that. But yeah. again, even with Rocket League, even if you don't get the rocket pass which yeah. is like just a sort of roadmap of rewards and unlockables they still give it to you for free like there's mm-hmm. a free version where it's like hey you got new wheels but again it doesn't actually affect the gameplay at all no. it's just yeah. how much of an asshole do you want to look like and have <laughs> right. like well i got streamers that come out of the car's butthole whatever or like oh i've got a goal thing that does a thing and it drops its nuts on something like yeah there's there's definitely like a sliding scale of how like aggressive and gross do you want because rocket league is also free to play now right um, and yeah, and Rocket League cosmetic. Yeah, it, Rocket League, in my opinion, is near the bottom of being pretty harmless with all of its like bullshit. Like, if you want to, as you say, look like an asshole, you can you can opt into all of the nonsense of it, but it really doesn't affect the game other than just cosmetics. Whereas this is it's everything. It's cosmetics. It's it's pay to win. It's pay to play the game. Cause like, yeah, you, you get to a point where you run out of that lightning bolt currency. You can't even play the fucking game anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's like, what if you had all of the unlockables and cosmetics and bullshit of rocket league, but instead of the game was Rocket League, the game was ultimately tic-tac-toe. And you're like, <laughs> right. well, there's no, great. there's no, and Rocket League, in my opinion, is just a very fun game. It's, it's a lot of fun it's to play. Designed it's very fun. The highly competitive. It's, right, yeah. right, right. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's, it's, it just masquerades as a game, but it's really a vessel to deliver all these microtransactions I, and lock away your favorite characters behind all these paywalls. I can't even imagine what the PvP is. It's got to be just like, who spent the most money? Exactly! Exactly! You're just yeah. competing over who's got the biggest numbers. Well, he does. You lose. Yeah. Oh, he bought Thanos and yeah. and spent all this money to charge him up. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm fucked then. Yeah, that, that's it. The end. So is there anything redeemable about the game? Yes. Uh, okay. I, maybe we should have started with this. Whoops. Instead of just shitting all over the game. Whoops. Uh, I thought it looked great. Even on my eight-year-old phone that runs like shit and it was, you know, stuttering the whole time, the game looked great. Uh, for Especially for a mobile game. Um, I liked all of the, there was a lot of, hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna paywall all these characters and, you know, make the people, this is the end game of the game is, uh, build, to your unlock, dream team. build your dream team. It was, everyone's got like their own custom animations and moves and bullshit and whatever. So if you have Spider-Man, you know, he's shooting all his webs and he's swinging around like an asshole, just like Spider-Man. It's not, you know, they didn't just recycle animations. Which I was shocked by, to be honest with you, because I now have... I've seen five different spider people. I own three of them, and none of them do the same thing. Like, they all have different animation that's, like, vastly different from one another. They all have different moves. Because I was halfway expecting it to just be palette swaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that, that's that's the part that almost makes me sad. Is like, the character designs, the animations, the overall, like, aesthetic of it, I'm like, you could have made a real game out of this. Like, like Ultimate Alliance or something like that. Like, you could have made a game 
Using these assets is what I mean. Like I don't. Oh, using the assets. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like you could ever turn a, a turn-based five by five into something interesting. I, I think you could, but I don't think the developers who made Marvel Strike Force have any interest in making no. like an, an but interesting deep if, strategic game. They just want to make a micro a vessel to deliver yeah. microtransactions. They, they want to make uh, you know uh, ATM deposit the game. Yes. But, um, yeah. But I think in another universe. Where you had the artists and the development team. Oh, absolutely! But it wasn't absolutely. microtransaction. Yeah, yeah. It was we're yes. making a Marvel, you know, Ultimate Alliance of something else, uh, a multiverse alliance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just aesthetically, I'm like, you really could have nailed this mm-hmm. because they look really, really good. And from a someone who knows the comic book backstory and 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 some of these characters, they do a great job of representing, you know. They make a decision on what variation of this character are we focusing in on on this look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously alternate costumes are usually a throwback to something else. Like um, with Luke Cage, your default one is the modern Luke Cage where he's just like a guy in like a collared shirt and, and pants. But one of the costumes is like the 70s one where he's got this like Wonder Woman headband and big cufflinks and stuff. Like that. So it's like they're doing some things justice on that front. So they've 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 done the homework. They know they what know enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I don't think it's out of the goodness of their heart. I don't think they're like, oh, we really got to do these these characters right. I think they're like, hey, some asshole really wants seventies Luke Cage and are willing to pay top dollar yeah. to fucking play as seventies Luke Cage. So we got to put that in the game too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see on a personal level how far this is going to go before I'm before I'm done. As soon as we stop recording this podcast, I'm going to uninstall, delete, yeah, uninstall yeah, yeah. that game yeah. immediately. No, I have no doubt about yeah. that. But I'm like, I don't know for me if it's going to be, I finally unlock the rest of the spider people and then I'm like, all right, I did it, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you kind, I of, have to, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what, uh, unless you truly enjoy the game, and, and there, I, I don't doubt no. that there are people who there actually are children enjoy- who think this is neat and are spending on their mom's credit card. That's what this is. Because there's a chat feature... There's a fucking global chat feature in the game. <laughs> uh-huh. And so there's not a lot of assholes that are our age who are like, yeah, this is really robust. It's a lot of kids that are like, you suck and Spider-Man sucks. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, it's it's just Fortnite. It's just children who are spending their parents' money buying costumes for fucking Electra because they're hoping one of them, a boob's going to fall out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's scary. I think there's going to be some sort of government or legal regulation about God, I hope so. games like this because yeah it's it's getting this is so slimy it's real nasty uh, the government it's gonna be oh my god you made 300 million dollars last year make a government version of this I wanna have fucking <laughs> Joe Biden do the goddamn <laughs> his super lock Joe Biden <laughs> right, and exactly. his fucking uh, you ran know. out of adrenochrome you can't make the thing <laughs> anyways so yeah that's that's Marvel Strike Force. It is highly manipulative and um, I mean, I, the I, capitalist, I, you know, ideal, and it's a little doo doo and very, very shallow. I'm just, I'm happy you see the Matrix because I think a lot of people don't, and they are. I will say, in looking back, I there was never a point playing the game that I was like, "Woohoo, this is fun!" It was just like. I guess I gotta mow the lawn in order to get the character that I want. <laughs> and I, I, 
I don't doubt that some people are cool with just like, hey, I'm going to turn my brain off and it's just It's something to do. I'm waiting at Starbucks for my drink. the button. And I'm just going to play this instead of going through Facebook. I don't doubt... Yeah, exactly. I don't doubt that people want to press the button and watch the number get bigger. Uh, I, I, I think that's... You know, that that might be legit, but oh my god, this it's just so slimy on top of that. So slimy. Yeah. And I'm and I'm happy you see the Matrix, because I, th- I there are clearly a lot of people who don't and uh, spend three hundred million dollars on Oh, I could easily see like if you were a little if I was a little kid playing this, I could easily see just spending ungodly amounts of kids, money. Yeah, they don't understand the value of money. They're just like, I want every character and right. then yeah. All or of- or, like, you'll be trying to uh, juice up your team and, and level everybody up, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't have enough parts to level people up, so you can't even make your people stronger in order to f- win the fight that you're trying to win. So, wait, wouldn't it be great if you just bought the pieces, and then and you could yeah. just Lego them up, and then here we go, and Kids. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, why would I wait? What's waiting? I'm a child. Exactly. I'm not fucking waiting. Kids don't have bullshit. Kids don't have fucking patience. They just want it now. Yeah. Right. So, oh, that's yeah. the entire... It's- uh, the, it's uh, nasty. It's the one nasty. song from the the rich girl from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the "I Want It Now" mm-hmm. of video games. Yeah, That's yeah, what this is. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, so yeah. So I'm glad we're on the same so, page about so this at least. IGN I, rating nine point eight out of ten. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. For Marvel Strike Force. Uh, it's it's awesome. We love it. Uh, no. Um, Go ahead and sponsor us, Scopely. Well, I'm uh, glad we're on the same page about this because I know you've been playing this for a while and I didn't want to come in and just be like, hey, this fucking sucks. Sucks and everything about it and sucks. No, like I said, okay. it's, it's you aggravating. You know what it is. You know it's what it aggravating. Is. Okay. It's just sort of mm-hmm. like, okay. It's not aggravating in the sense of like, oh, I just got to figure out how to beat this boss. It's mm-hmm. aggravating of like, hey, can I just play as the team I want to fucking play as? Like, yeah, why yeah, do yeah. we have to make this Well, difficult? that's the end game. They got to keep you going and... <sighs> And let me tell you, as soon as you get the team you want to play as, there's going to be more character, and they're going to come out with new, new costumes for oh, the course. ones that you already have. Because they have to keep you playing. Because it's classic Scarlet Spider, and there yeah. was a total revamp a couple years ago of him in a new outfit. So I'm like, I'm sure that's going to oh, yeah, come out. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm glad we're on the same page about this one because uh, I usually the way these things go is I'm playing something and Zach's like, "What is this?" and I That's give a him the very whole, insulting impression. You were. <laughs> You were playing Strike Force, and I was like, "What is this? I've never..." And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you pitched me on Strike Force, so we could tear this game a new ass all yes. together. But also interesting to look at something that is just so commercial and so like not even. Yeah, and this is not because this is so far outside of my wheelhouse. Right. Clearly, we've never done a mobile game on the podcast. Right. I don't think we've yeah. ever done a mobile game. So yeah, uh, it sucked. So let's, <laughs> let's let's try to shift gears a little okay, bit yeah, yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about something uh, a little more. Uh, fondly remembered. Yeah. So uh, the top five that we're gonna the great debate here that we'll figure out together is uh, top five uh, games developed by Scopely. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, uh, Scrabble Go Strike number Force. one. Uh, oh, they didn't edit out the words, so you can say butt fuck and get thirty <laughs> points. Um, no, the top five uh, superhero games. Yeah, um, and you oh, pitched this I'm, as well. Yes, and I'm really I'm taking over this whole fucking show. This is I'm happy. This is <laughs> this is great. No, uh, I'm I'm very interested. This is one of the toughest top fives Good. I've ever had to come up with. I, I've already come in and I've already made the show much more difficult for you. That's it's good. I want to be challenged. Right. I want to be challenged with bullshit microtransactions and no. Um, I just don't play a lot of superhero games. Um, I was never as a kid. I was never really that interested in either DC heroes or Marvel heroes. So like, I didn't play a lot of the like early. So one of the things that I've found 
for people in our age demographic, which was the introduction of comic books to them, mm-hmm. was either cartoons or uh, comic books from the supermarket. Every once in a blue moon, my mom would come home from like Publix or whatever, and in the newspapers, like the newsstand, like mm-hmm. you know, she'd be picking up People magazine or whatever, and she would just grab a random issue of Superman and bring it home for me. And so, as a kid, you're just like cool, but like you don't you don't put together that like oh hey these like three issues of Superman that were like four months apart are not even related whatsoever like they're different runs they're uh-huh. different writers yeah. like so you're like what happened to the as blue a kid, guy you're, you're like just trying to piece whatever, together I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, he ran he got away so that's it's... part of the reason why like I liked. Scarlet Spider and some of that 90s bullshit because I didn't read it as it was coming out because mm-hmm. it's horseshit. It's awful. But when you're like reading like an issue of Scarlet Spider, you know, in 1998, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you don't have any clue what the context was. Um, but anyways, so uh, for me, that's how I got roped into superheroes was okay. like X-Men cartoon, mm-hmm. Spider-Man cartoon, Batman the Animated Series, and like... Supermarket comic books. Now, so you're the one who's... And this is how late I got into superheroes. You're the one who got me in on Batman the Animated right. Series way back in college. Yeah, so, which is an art... It's um, an absolute masterpiece. It, so, it really fucking so is. Let's, uh, so, I, do we start at the bottom or we start at the top? Uh, the typically, bottom? we start at the bottom. Okay. Um, and um, then count our way up to the best. So, I would say uh, for my starting pick yeah. for, I guess, number five yeah, yeah. is... Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, that's... I, I have that one. Okay. Yeah. Now, the and, only reason why I don't have it higher up yeah. is just because... Um, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a textbook fighting game in terms of we're not going super deep into, like, storytelling necessarily. It's mostly just very fast action and combos and lights and sounds and flashing things and nonsense. So I love that game. Absolutely love that game. Almost melted my neighbor's uh, Dreamcast playing that game because it had the internal clock in it and you would have currency that you would get if you le- if you were playing. But if you just turned the TV off and left it all, all night, you had like a million dollars in game currency mm-hmm. when you turn it on in the morning, even though you'd be overheating the Dreamcast. Right. Um, love that game. Absolutely love that game. But... It is still somewhat of a novelty in terms of like just pure fighting game. It's mm-hmm. not like oh, it really captures the spirit of the characters by ba 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 ba. It's like no, Spider Man goes thwip thwip thwip, and there's a lot of spider webbing, and he has that weird animation pose, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but so that so Marvel vs. Capcom two, absolutely a goat of a video game, even though it's broken as shit. But. I just it's not telling the full superhero experience. Plus, it's including a lot of Capcom bullshit, which is not superhero. It's not like a pure superhero game, in my opinion. And I have this on my list as well. This okay. is a game that is much beloved by the fighting game community. Uh, I played it very casually, uh, okay. and yeah, and especially as a kid, where like you have these supers that just take up the whole screen, and it's yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? And, and yeah. fairly easy to do. Yes, like it wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah, Mortal yeah, Kombat yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was like, so yeah, the fatalities to, are fucking awesome, you, but, but you have to memorize eighteen button yeah. presses. In a this was like order. just press all the buttons at once and kind of wiggle the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, cool. I got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you why MVC two and not MVC three. I never really got to play much of MVC three. I just I have such fond memories of two. And it was just a great balance. It's funny because for being so revered in the fight community, even though it's like, you know, now that we're postmodern and ironic, we go, oh, that game's broken. Like, it's 
Oh, it's there's busted. combinations it's that busted. are just like this is ridiculous. There's characters that there's like no balance at all, and the but fact that still it's still fucking... revered of just like ah, it's still fun to play. I'm it's still playing fucking it. Fucking Marvel, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You gotta take you for a ride, baby. That's what we're here for. That's the fucking great uh, select screen music. But um, yeah, I just I super clocked in the hours for two. Okay. Um, I just never really super got into 3. I watched the What Happened on uh, one of the Marvel's Capcom games, and it talked about 3, and that seemed really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like the style of it. This looks interesting. Matt McMuscle's YouTube channel uh, uh, runs a, a series called What Happened, where he takes a deep dive on like video game... Development and yeah, yeah. titles and all that stuff. Um, go ahead. And, yeah, Matt, come on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Get on here. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so that just lives in my brain all the time. Just it's like, And that was also a great way to introduce... Um, young impressionable kids to uh, certain characters. Yeah. Like there was like that was the first time I think I really saw Cable was in that game and I was like, this guy's awesome because I was a stupid kid. Uh-huh. Um See, so, I was familiar with most of the Capcom right. characters, but like all the Marvel characters, like I knew like Spider Man and, and like maybe probably Wolverine Captain America or whatever. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but there was like so many Marvel characters I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Um uh, very professional. I was, I was about to say it, and uh, I was like, hey, I shouldn't shit on the on the main man on the show. No, well, you're a co-main man now, so shit okay. away. Uh, Alright, so Marvel's Capcom 2, somewhere on this list. Maybe right. not necessarily yeah, yeah. 5, but it's somewhere on this list. I don't know, that could be your 5. But um, no, I'm saying, collectively, we're gonna Zord, Zord, you know, uh, Power Rangers, Zord, the, the list together, so... Oh, oh, okay, good. Uh, well, I have at number five on my list, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. This is a game I played with my wife a little bit. Oh, that's right. Was that the one that was on the Switch? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We played this. Um, it's fun. It's, you know, it's all the Marvel characters. It's it's a fun co-op. I don't think there's anything too deep or, like, you know. Because you're as a squad, right? And you're, like, kind yes. of going through and yes. yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like a beat-em-up kind of... Exactly. There's like, um, it's mostly like a beat 'em up. There's some like light platforming, light puzzle solving, but it's mostly just, you know, a beat 'em up. It's, you know, there's nothing to. And I would say the most in strategy of team building is like, if you care, you can put together teams that exist in the comic book world, and I think they give you like a bonus I or something. Can't, I think there is some sort of bonus. To like I think if you play as like the Fantastic Four, I think they give because that's how they used to work in um, MVC two or no uh, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance two. That and uh, X Men Legends, which came before that, like okay. that was sort of the, yeah. the grandfather of those kind of games where it was like, oh, if you play as like a specific version of the X Men, you would get a bonus. Like, so everyone's a little stronger, or heals faster, or whatever. So I'm pretty sure that Ultimate Alliance 3 still has some element. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's been a little bit... Oh, if you're playing as the Avengers, then you get a bonus. I think that's still the case. I think you're right. I think we played accidentally the Avengers team. (laughs) Which, I was just going to say, that's always how it worked. It was just like, ooh, bonus? Even in X-Men Legends, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to play as this. And it'd be like, oh, you're X-Force. And I'm like, never read that. I have no idea what that means. All right, cool. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think we accidentally got some of the bonuses because... yeah. yeah, you decide to swap out. You're like, you know what? We're swapping out Venom for Captain America. Why not? And then it's suddenly like, oh, Avengers, way to go. You're like, oh, okay, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, nothing too, I don't know, complex or deep or anything. But it's 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 a nice, especially for people who don't play a lot of video games and just want something co-op to play with their spouse or significant other or whatever. You just sit down and load up Ultimate Alliance. And it's like, hey, all your favorite superheroes are right here. Excellent. Yeah, it's good. Excellent. It's good. That's my number five. What do you got at number four? Uh, I have... Um... 
I have uh, Injustice Two. <gasps> That's also my number four. Oh, excellent. Okay. All right. Hey, we're so we, we're gonna have all, the same. First of all, jump it over to DC because yeah. this has been a very Marvel heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a big money suck. I've spent a lot of money on Injustice Two. I don't even remember DLC costume okay. packs. Okay, all that okay. nonsense. Um, I don't even remember any uh, any of that. Uh, microtransactions or I guess there was DLC for yeah. Injustice 2 yeah yeah because there was different costumes and shit like that like I loved playing as Bizarro Superman and they had Mr. Freeze instead of Captain Cold and you could palette swap like uh, and they had the different voice actors because we were really getting into the Mortal Kombat system of like oh we're gonna spend the money to where it's even the palette swaps there's a little extra because we're getting another voice actor or whatever and that's right awesome there. yeah yeah which I appreciate if I'm gonna throw the money at you let me and I you know same thing with like um uh, Project M originally for for Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. like when it would be like, oh, somebody made, uh, somebody brought, I don't fucking know, Goku into the game, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, holy shit! And it's like, oh, well, it's just a palette swap of Captain Falcon, Captain Falcon, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. But when they started to get real intense with it, where it was like, well, technically, it's built off of, you know, so it's got a different Captain voice actor, Falcon, a different model, but. We brought in different moves, and they actually do different things, and then you're like, okay, cool. And I feel like that's carried over now. Like, you know, um, with Mortal Kombat, they did the 90s thing where it was like, oh, we made, you know, the, the, the main characters are now from the movie. But we got the voice actors to come in and do more lines. And they're like, all right, now I can pretend that this was in the game the whole time. And it's mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. oh, they look cool, but they're still saying stupid Superman lines, like, or whatever. Um, yeah, no, that's great. A little more in-depth. The- in terms of story, um, so much so that uh, the comic side of DC caught up with it. Like, there there was a whole long-running series where they took the ideas of Injustice 1 and oh, spun shit. it out into a comic book series. I of did like, not know that. Here's the world that this, li- that this exists in now. And now you see it in, um, they did an animated feature of Injustice where, like, it takes place in this universe and I didn't know any of this. there are some elements of it that I think kind of carry over to like the Zack Snyder movies and stuff like that about like what do you do when Superman goes rogue and and you know that kind of idea that's crazy of a totalitarian rule by Superman mm-hmm. um, even the new um, Suicide Squad game that's coming out where it's like oh the Suicide Squad have to kill the Justice League it's kind of playing up that same thing of like oh, what happens if Superman goes bad and now we all have to deal with it? Which has been told a million times. I'm not saying, like, they were the first ones to ever think of, oh, what if Superman bad? Like, mm-hmm. no, that's told all the time. But Injustice was so interesting as a story that comics in general kind of were like, well, let's take this and run, as opposed to just, mm-hmm. we sold our IP to this developer, they're going to make a game of it, hopefully we get a cut of it. Yeah, no, that's great. What about Injustice for you, Injustice 2 specifically, that drew you in? I just realized I don't think I played much of Injustice 2. Most of my memories are Injustice 1. Uh, Injustice I, 1 had a better story just because it was so bold uh-huh. about like, oh... I don't even remember what the... So, uh, the Joker ends up like tricking Superman... Like, he has him under some kind of hypnosis, mm-hmm. and so... I do sort of remember that. Superman accidentally kills Lois Lane because of it, oh, and Lois Lane is pregnant with baby Superman. Oh, my God. And after that, Superman snaps out of it, and he's like, oh! Time for the Joker to fucking die! And then Batman's like, no, we can't kill 
villains because then they can't make any more comics because we killed all the bad guys. <laughs> I mean, morally, we can't do that. And right, Superman yeah, was yeah. like, oh, yeah, about that, and just fucking killed the Joker. Oh, yeah. And then that spiraled into this huge, like, rift in Civil War where Superman was like, you know what the Earth's problem is? I ain't ruling it. And so then he becomes this, like, totalitarian leader to kind of keep that in line. A... And then Batman has to forge together, basically, an underground faction to rebel. That is a very bold take on... Uh, that's a very bold story to tell with your f- silly fighting well, game. Well, especially when... What was the last time? Fucking DC versus Mortal Kombat, which right. is basically just... Oh, Mortal Kombat people are coming over to DC and we gotta stop them. Yeah, like, exactly. This exactly. was a bold yeah. departure of like, Yeah, Superman's the villain. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so, I, and, and to your point of Injustice 1 or Injustice 2, I mean, in general, they're both... I enjoy them both. It mm-hmm. just so happens that 2 was just ro- more robust. It was just mm-hmm. refined. You know? Yeah. It didn't quite... The story wasn't quite as holy shit. It was just sort of like... Well, we're going to continue it further and just kind of go see where it goes and introduce more characters. Um, but just, like, the playing was really good. The combat was really nice. And just loved the... Um, I have really enjoyed the build-your-own uh, costumes and, and, and mm-hmm, loadouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that in the last, like, Mortal Kombat and in Injustice. So just, like, if you're going to give me all of this bullshit and unlockables... At least let me feel empowered to do something with them. As opposed to just like, oh, you unlocked a different color scheme. Like, to have it be like, well, you can manufacture this whole thing. And then Injustice did a really great job of not just incorporating, like, oh, hey, there's new pieces for your person. And they, like, give you a little boost. They were tying in shit from other comics. So it would be like, oh, for the Superman loadout, you can you know, put on this cape and you could do this and this. And then this emblem is the hammer and sickle. And now you've made red sun Superman. So we don't have to do it as a DLC. We don't have to do it as like a bonus thing because you've unlocked these parts. You've now made a different version of this character that is also from comics. And so they had that for a few different characters. Like you'd oh, be like, crazy. Oh, I've put together. And now it's like a vintage green arrow as opposed to like the new slick green arrow that they've made. Oh, yeah. There were elements to that as well. I remember you showing me that. Yeah. I remember you showing me that. And so I always thought that that was um, super, because like if you built it the right way, you could make like a Batman beyond Batman, or you could make like more of like a Tim Burton-y looking Batman. Like mm-hmm. you really had a lot of options for characters that lend themselves to that. Some people it's like, you know, if it's Solomon Grundy, it's like, well, you're he still looks like a big zombie. I don't really know what you want. Um, so yeah, Injustice Two, um, like I said, the points for Marvel vs. Capcom Two of like, hey, it's a great fighting game, and I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun as in terms of gameplay. This is just more of like, it's more comics focused. We're telling a story. It's a little more comic accurate. That's why it's slightly further up on the list for me. Just because, you know, it is it is more of a comics game as opposed to Marvel's Capcom, which was... And we're also incorporating all this video game it's shit. It's a fighting game first and right. a superhero game second. This yeah, one yeah. is equal parts superhero mm-hmm. game and fighting game. So we both had the same number four. What's your number three? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. So number three... Because my number three was MVC2, so... Okay, okay. Um, so number three for me is Lego Batman. Lego fucking Batman. Lego fucking Batman is great. Like, I know that Lego has done a lot of strides recently to really try to tell... Like, of all the development and stuff like that, I really feel like 
Lego is sort of unsung. Mm-hmm. Because in the old days, it was like bare minimum of just like, we're telling the bare minimum version of whatever this IP story is. Yeah. And because I think I think they started with like Lego Lego Star Wars. That's right? the earliest one I remember. And and it was basically just a retelling of. The, but it was the bare bones because yeah. there was no voice acting. Nope. The the nope. uh, cutscenes were very minimal. Yep. It was just sort of like a, eh, you get what we're trying to do kind yeah. of thing. And now it's so robust and so in depth that. Now it's that that carries you through. There are mm-hmm, elements mm-hmm. to you're some playing of the, game the game just to just watch to kind of the see concept. how yeah, do yeah. they tell the story, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which I prefer. There's sort of like an in between ground because I think in the most modern versions, I think they have voice acting now, which yeah. I don't love. I like that middle ground, like Lego Batman, where there wasn't there's kind of like non verbally, yeah, non verbally, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, expressing emotion in order to make the story go forward. But I personally remember Luna and I, when we were first dating, sinking so many hours in because it's a co-op game. You yeah, can have, it's, exactly. You got that yeah. Sonic Adventure two or Sonic two kind of uh, mm-hmm. vibe of like, together. hey, little brother, you can play as Tails. Yeah, same kind of thing. Like you can play as Robin or whoever, and yep. it's not yep. gonna hurt yep. anything, and we can all kind of work towards the goal together. Um, but very great balance of uh, deep cut unlockables. You know, some of the unlockable, some of the alternate costumes, and some of the characters that you could unlock to play as were like, you could play as fucking like Calendar Man in Lego form, and you're like, who the fuck cares about Calendar Man? Um, so it had that, it scratched that itch, it did a great job of sort of the world building of like, oh, here's the penguin's lair, and it's all like a frozen over uh, zoo because all the, the bird exhibits and stuff. Like, it just did a really great job of kind of capturing the fun. That you can have in like a Batman world while still maintaining like, yeah, it's a Lego. Mm-hmm. And and certain um, characterization and elements and storytelling that it was like, we have to communicate it non-verbally. And so I'm always impressed with that. I always think that that's really interesting. Yeah, those cutscenes are, are really tell, good. The, yeah. To tell a cohesive story and to tell something interesting non-verbally. I'm like, that's always super interesting. And it makes it like universal in terms of like, anybody could play this game. Because it's not like you have to have... You could be non-English speaking and be like, Oh, Lego Batman's the shit. Because it doesn't matter. It, it can any Anybody can pick it up. So yeah, Lego Batman absolutely like has a special place in my heart forever. That's fantastic. Yeah. Alright. So my number three was MVC2. Okay. Uh, what's your number two? My number two... Or, or do you want me to give my number two? Uh, give okay. your number okay. two. So my number two is uh, 2019, 2019's uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, excellent. Um, and I, I I didn't actually play a lot of this game. I played maybe the first few hours of it, and then my wife snatched away the controller, and I just kind of watched her play the right. rest of the oh, game. Those plays are, are valid. Those are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I got to watch her play a lot of this game, and I, I don't know. It looked great. The parts I played were great. Uh, I think they got the, you know, the fucking, um, the feeling of momentum. It, that was the one thing that felt really good, was, like, movement in that game felt really good. The way the web swinging and slinging worked. Which should be so paramount in a Spider-Man game. Yes. Like, you have to nail that. You absolutely do. Because yeah. if that's mm-hmm. tedious, or if that's a chore, mm-hmm. like, you should never be playing a Spider-Man game where you're like, well, I guess I'll go walk to the bank to go sing of the day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not it. Like, you're yeah. missing it. And I, I feel like it did a really great job of capturing a lot of that. Um, similar to, like, the Injustice thing, like, I thought it told an interesting story mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. 
not super like copy paste, but kind of like shared some elements with a few different things. I thought that was interesting. Um, love the, I'll, I'll talk about this in the pick that I have. Love any option for a superhero game where you get costume change. I was going to say, that was my wife's favorite. Every time I turned around, she had a different, she had the spider punk. She mm. had this, you know, every fucking costume. She was constantly changing. Uh, Which I think in that one, doesn't don't some of the costumes actually have like additions to them? I want to say there was like some that had like a, oh, you can do, you've got more webbing in your balls or whatever. <laughs> or like, oh, you can do... This or this. Um, I think you're right. I yeah. don't remember. Because in the Miles Morales one, mm-hmm. uh, you the, can, the new one. Yeah. yeah. The uh, follow up. Sort of kind of. Pseudo sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the costumes you can pick is Into the Spider Verse. Hell yeah. And you can actually toggle on and off Spider Verse aesthetics. So, like. When you're oh, swinging, it like... it'll glitch sometimes, and like when you attack people, it'll have like the action words, oh, shit. like it's a comic that's book awesome. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like those kind of things, super. That's scratching all kinds of goblin brain stuff of just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah, that's what I'm looking for. But um, yeah, just overall, really solid, well made, uh, good game. Yeah, and I think that really truly raised the bar, and I think. Raise the expectations of superhero games from this point forward now. As it's like... Yes, yes. Yeah, you, we're not really looking to have you phone it in anymore. We really mm-hmm. want... We're expecting a, a pretty high standard of, of quality and giving a shit. Um, Especially, you know, following up Marvel's Spider-Man with Marvel's Avengers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard good things about Guardians of the Galaxy, though. I have heard the same thing. I, I keep hearing that game's really good. I haven't played it, though, so it's not on my list. So number two for me... Yeah is Batman Arkham Asylum. Interesting. That's my number one. Interesting. I thought it might be. I yeah, thought yeah, it might uh-huh. be. And the only reason I... I Because I, I, there is a lot of DNA in common between... Even the bits I played, I was like, man, they, they, they took a lot of ideas from Arkham Asylum. Because I feel and, like that one raised the bar in terms yes. of like... Oh my god. This is about as good a oh Batman kind of like system that we can put together. That was incredible. Yeah. That... And I, and I think in an earlier episode of this podcast, because um, I remember playing Arkham Asylum, I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Batman. Like, I'm, I'm I stuck mean, it's such around. a meme now of, like, every article that ever talked about the Spider-Man game being uh-huh. like, oh, you really feel like Spider-Man. Like, yeah. That's, that's I think the part game. of that game that makes you feel like Spider-Man is they nailed the web swinging, slinging. The rest of that game... You're, you kind of feel like Batman. I was going to say, I, I used that line, I believe, in a previous episode of this podcast. I was like, ripping you off. I'm the, sorry. Oh, you, heard, you watched that episode? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I I still think the Spider-Man game is great, uh, but yeah. Shit no. ain't no Batman. Shit ain't no Arkham Asylum. It's real good. Now, why specifically Arkham Asylum and not like Arkham City? I struggled with that. Um, I, I don't know. I need to go back and revisit both of those games. I remember both of them very fondly. Um, I think Arkham Asylum was probably overall, and by design, a little more of a, um, tightly controlled, like, because in Arkham City, you had these, you know, it was this big open world, whatever, you could go all over, um, Gotham, you could go all over <laughs> Gotham, uh, no, 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 you weren't even in Gotham City, you were, like, on the island, right? In Arkham Asylum, you're on the island that they have, like, the separate island. In Arkham, Arkham City, City, you're in Gotham. Yeah, you're yes, basically in you. a full city. Okay. It's like San Andreas, you're in all of GTA. That's right, that's right. Um, 
But I don't know. I just remember the the level design and the world design and some of the things they did in Arkham Asylum. Um, like especially some of the uh, some of the trippy Sandman stuff. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part in Arkham Asylum is I think it's maybe the first time you encounter Sandman. You're thinking of Scarecrow. Suck my dick. It's Scarecrow. I'm bad at superheroes, and I'm hey, bad you know at what? We're we're over an hour in. That's the first superhero flub you've had all episodes. I'm, I'm You're really doing bad great. At you are doing great. As it was leaving my mouth, I'm like Sandman. That's not his fucking name. I don't right. know what his name is, but it's not fucking Sandman. Uh, Scarecrow. Yeah. Thank you. The first time you encounter, I think it's the first time you encounter Scarecrow. You're like in in a uh, uh, in a you you walk, and I want to say you're like in a morgue or something, yep. and you go in, and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing in this room? This is a dead end. Like what the fuck? And you go back out the way you came in, and you're in a completely different... You're in Crime Alley. I fucking... Yeah. Video games need to do that more. I love the, like, um, like any any sort of, like, non-Euclidean... Because, uh, like, you can do that in video games. Like, I was just going to say, that I, is the perfect example of, like, hey, you don't have to follow movie-making rules. Exactly, yeah. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it doesn't have to be real life. Like, a door... Room A doesn't have to lead to room B. Like, it doesn't really... You can... You can do crazy shit like that in video games. And I loved that. Because, like, as soon as you turn around, you come back out and you're like, what the fuck? And it's and his parents are dead in front of you. And you're like, oh, Christ. Fucking loved it. That's amazing. That was that was brilliant. Loved, it, loved all of the Scarecrow it's, Sandman it's, parts. It's funny of, that you mentioned that, though. Because that's exactly my reason for picking Arkham Asylum and not Arkham City. Was Arkham City feels like too much of a good thing. Like, okay. like with Arkham Asylum, although it was hugely sprawling... It was still condensed enough that, like, you wanted to explore Mm -hmm. and you didn't feel overwhelmed by the surface area. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you'd find a Riddler trophy or something like that, you were like, oh, yeah, great. Versus Arkham City, where it was like, I'm I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing this fucking game. And there's, like, parts where I'm like, well, I didn't visit these three neighborhoods, so I don't know how much shit I missed. Like... It just there's so much of it that it's like I yeah yeah, yeah. there's likes. a there's a lot and and Arkham City kind of got into some of the like things I don't really like in open world games where you just you open a map and there's just like a gajillion fucking things and it just kind of it starts to feel like Assassin's Creed where yes you're like, hey yes. what am I even doing yeah well, why am I even collecting a hundred million bits of whatever yeah uh, or just the, you would be so en- engrossed with something that you're like yeah cool. Um, what the fuck is even the main thing that I'm supposed to be working on? Exactly. Like, you just yeah, get yeah. so bogged down <laughs> in the like, well, I had to rebuild the mortgage system of this entire three block radius because, uh, you know, uh, fucking, uh, Mad Hatter decided to fuck everyone's, you know, financial system up. So I got that figured out. What? Am I supposed to find the Joker? What am I doing? Yeah, what yeah. am I even doing? And I, and I love, and I mean, that's something that like these longer, like RPG games that have a lot of side quests get criticized for. Like, ah, I'm going to completely ignore the main threat because I have to go find every single Riddler question yeah, mark. Exactly, yeah. Whatever he's got to do. At with least in Arkham Asylum, when that's happening, you're yeah. like, well, it's just this island I got to worry about. Right. It's not, Where it's, you know, he's Batman's crawling all over the city, ignoring what the fuck right, is going exactly. on with the penguin or whoever the fuck yeah and, and then you're, you're hearing uh you know you're hearing the 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 faceless thugs being like oh where's the fucking bad at and you're like shut up i gotta figure this combination puzzle out like uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah it's too much of a good thing in, in, in that in that case but yeah arkham asylum just i remember playing that and just being like blown away absolutely by just the storytelling and the mm-hmm. effort and the voice acting and the character designs like yeah. really really excellent way 
to that really translate a lot of comic book ideas into a different format mm-hmm. and and doing the thing that I think honestly that probably some superhero movie should do and and stop trying to play it both sides and like well we're telling our own story but we're trying to stay as true to the thing and just be like we took the things and we're just moving in our direction 110% and either come with us or don't we don't give a shit you know cause like the the Joker design and the bat suit and like all the different character models like very interesting takes on a lot of them some very traditional some not mm-hmm. um, and obviously you still had Mark Hamill being Joker and things yeah, like that voice so it helps to bridge the gap especially and, bringing back all of the animated series right. voice actors just really gave that game some I don't know uh, cred some, yeah some, I think so some uh, and some consistency in in the way the world's Felt, yeah, because um, you wouldn't you. It wasn't distracting to hear the Joker talk because you were like, "Oh, it's the Joker." Clearly. Yeah, so even if you looked Joker. different, yeah, yeah. you were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, no, it's the Joker." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. So that was so your that's, that's one. my number one. What is your number one? I I I can't even. I don't even. My number one is that. Well, uh, it's a nostalgia pick. But before we do my number one, okay, uh, I'd like to do a quick honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, this was Superman 64. This was not a game that I got to play terribly much, uh-huh. but I respect it a lot, and I'm sad that it's just been completely thrown to the wayside. No uh, fucking Beautiful Joe. Oh, true. Just an true. absolute... I didn't know you were a Beautiful Joe guy. I'm not a super... Like I said, okay. I haven't played a ton of it, mm-hmm. but I super respected, you know... Nintendo basically just being like, that's eh, a weird superhero thing. And it was like kind of Hollywood and weird and mm-hmm. doing its own thing and like seemed super marketable to me. Like I was like, how is this not like a franchise now? But uh, it, nothing's done with it lately. But mm-hmm. I just thought Beautiful Joe was sort of a, uh, I guess that's like my obscure hipster honorable mention of like, well, technically that's a superhero game. Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any honorable mentions for you? You struggle to put this I struggled together. to even come up with the five that I. So, uh, for me, my number one pick, and this is kind of a, a nostalgia douchebag pick, uh, Spider-Man for PlayStation 1. I never played it. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah? Super excellent in terms of... See, I remember Spider-Man 2 for PS2. Yes. So this is Spider-Man 1, 1. for PS1. And it was also for the N64. Um, and was it based on the movie? No. no. This it was... came out around-ish, uh-huh. but it was... It's own thing. Okay. Uh, it was just basically just telling a, a, a regular Spider-Man story, uh, but it did a lot of the things that we just talked about with the the Sony Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had alternate costumes. You had three um, D web slinging for the first time, um, which has got to be crazy. It's okay. It's not. <laughs> no, I mean at, at the oh, time. Oh no! Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's like. Uh, the Sony Spider-Man game is like raising the bar and yeah. and and really exploring new things and like really redefining how to make that kind of game. Now imagine if the only thing that we had prior to the fucking Sony one was just side-scrolling beat-em-up Spider-Man games and that was it. Then you would be like, oh, I'm shitting. I'm playing and I'm actively shitting. That's how this game was. Yeah, because yeah, prior yeah. to this, exactly. you, had, you just had side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And a lot of those were... Uh, Hot garbage. Uh, they were just licensed out to like LJN or like, whatever the fuck. Uh, it was just the Wild West. And it's just. So this was like, we put effort in. Yeah. Stan Lee had the voice of the narrator, oh, so he shit. would kind of help you through. Um, That's badass. And so it just did a really great job of 
translating comic books into a 3D video game plane, mm-hmm. uh, keeping the um, lightheartedness of, of comic books. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because especially with movies and a lot of the video game adaptations, the temptation is there to, like, get really serious and, like, be very gritty. And this was still, like, brightly colored and still, like, ah, comic books are fun. And had, like, a lot of fun, like, jokes and things like that in it. Um, and then the final boss was just some shit they made up. Oh, really? So, like, it wasn't a Spider-Man villain. Well, it was and it wasn't. So you're you're basically going through the Sinister Six. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, your bosses that you're beating are all, like, yeah. major mm-hmm. Spider-Man villains. And then at the end, you beat Carnage. And then Carnage gloms onto Dr. Octopus. And so the final boss of the game is not somebody that you fight. It is like a runaway level. So you've got Carnage Doc Ock... Holy shit. ...chasing you, and Uh you're running towards the camera... Yeah. ...and swinging away as quick as you can as, like, the building that you're in is collapsing around you. Holy shit. And it's so nerve-wracking, and so there's a lot of tension. You're like, oh my... You're like 13, and you're like, I get the fuck out of here! Like, you're losing your shit. (laughs) Um... And then, you know, whatever, the, the, the game, you finally get away and the building collapses on it. And you go, okay, cool, you separate them and blah, blah, blah. But um, just did a really, really great job. It had unlockable costumes. Um, most of them didn't do terribly much different. I remember the Venom costume, you never ran out of webbing. Because that was a thing in this game. You could oh. run out of webbing. Um, which was just more just like collectibles and stuff you had to grab. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like health and that kind mm-hmm, of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the black costume never ran out of webbing. But there was a Scarlet Spider. There was an amazing Bagman. There was just a lot of different... As much as they could with, like, still polygonal, you know, 3D rendering kind of thing. But it was it blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. The first time we ever had 3D web swinging. Yeah, and, and that, that itself perfect. has to be crazy. Not perfect. It was um, mm-hmm. notorious because when you were swinging through the city, it had, like, the fog... Where it's like yeah. the buildings were rendered the, the, only to a yeah. certain point and then you would just die, yeah. like that kind of shit. Um, but just it did a phenomenal job and really sort of raised the bar at the time and really sort of introduced that idea of telling a superhero story in a 3D plane and not shitting the bed like Superman 64. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's 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 my number one. And that's a nostalgia pick. But also, it was just... I remember... That was one of the first games I remember just clocking in a ridiculous amount of time on. And not like, it wasn't super long. I'm sure you could be speed run probably in like an hour or two. Like it's not, I don't remember, I don't think it's really that long. But just like wanting to collect everything and unlock everything and explore everything there was to explore. Just really, again, you're coming from 2D side-scrolling beat-em-ups that happen to have Spider-Man in them. Versus this like, we're telling a Spider-Man story. There's cutscenes. Um, you know, uh, Laura Croft, highly polygonal booby, uh, black cat is in it. Oh my God. I'm like going through puberty. Like it's a whole thing. So, um, (laughs) just really excellent. Really, really excellent. Um, and like I said, I think the greater context historically is what makes it stand out to me. Cause like, you know, Sony Spider-Man amazing, Uh but also like GTA is a thing. So like you can explore a city Mm -hmm. and just so happens that instead of a car, you're swinging and it feels good. But even like Saints Row, you could like fly around a whole city and stuff like that like you were a superhero. So there were things that I was experiencing similar to this, unlike 
Spider-Man for the PlayStation 1, where it was like, holy shit, what am I even looking at? This is nuts. So, uh, so yeah. So, how, what, what do we come up with here for our collective top five? Anything? I, uh, I mean, if you want to come up with the collaborative top five, I do not real feel real strongly real about it. confident either way. I, I'll fight for Arkham Asylum and the rest, uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave it in your hands. I would uh, say Arkham Asylum, probably number one. Spider-Man number two. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it uh, the PS1 or the play, 2019? I would say PlayStation 1. Okay. Then 2019. Okay. Spider-Man twice. Yeah. Uh, they, so hey, good. They, bro- gotta... they, they broke the mold twice. So, so good. Arkham you gotta Asylum, get them twice. PS1, Sony, that's three. Yep. Um, we both had Injustice. True. We both had MVC two. True. So I guess those technically should go in there. Then. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Injustice two and then Marvel's Capcom two or vice versa. There you go. Your top right, five you superhero games. Whatever we just said, that's the top five. Or whatever it was, uh, play uh, it back. And yeah, that's so there your it top is. five. So yeah, overall, um, very fun to go down this kind of memory lane of of uh, superhero uh, superhero games, which like, oh boy, when you're searching that and you're going, wow, there's a lot of really bad ones, like especially there's in the earlier era, way more cash grab. Uh, yeah, especially in the like sixteen and thirty two bit era. Yeah, just so many Batman games and Spider Man games. You're like, eh, we didn't try. Yeah. Um, but we we started to get it together a little later on, and that you know third. Or <laughs> and then things channel. fell apart when we hit uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers, and then you know. Yeah. Well, we had Web of Shadows and some other bad ones, and yeah, then whoops, yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we'll try Guardians. We'll figure that out. See if that's any good. Um, and I will, we'll keep everybody posted on, uh, how long until, how long after this episode drops until I uninstall Marvel Strike Force. I'm, I'm going to do it. On He'll camp. do it actively. If you're now. watching the video version of this podcast, you can watch me uninstall this right fucking now there because I'm done with that it. That a boy. Uh, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Oh, geez. But, let me drag this up to the uninstall. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's fucking gone. All right, I'm sure. Uh, You've given away your social security information. I, yeah, and phone. my fucking voice was not even on the mic for that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's real good. Uh, uh, do you have anything to endorse? Oh, of course. Uh, we got... Oh, endorse. I thought you meant like self... Like self uh, oh, you can plug yourself. Yeah, you can shit, plug yeah. a movie. You can plug a TV show. Uh, whatever um, you can watch. Wrestling. I know you're big in wrestling. I am wearing a wrestling shirt now. You love the wrestling. Uh, no, for pluggables, uh, Brainbuster Video on uh, social media, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. What is Brainbuster Video? That is my company that I own, uh, where we make uh, VHS tapes. Uh, art pieces, we'll say for legal purposes, oh. um, of modern and real weird obscure films, and uh, we're working on a bunch of new projects. What, what can I order? What can you can order actual working VHS tapes? I I mean of, art pieces of 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 just anything. I can request anything. Unfortunately, yes, I have had some requests for things, but no, we do a variety of either films that from the past that are way too expensive now on VHS, and films that. Came out so the the last official big Hollywood film that was put on tape was a History of Violence in two thousand and seven. Meaning any movie that came out after two thousand and seven never had the opportunity to be put on tape. And so for hipsters who love the aesthetic of the VCR and VHS tapes, we are giving them the opportunity to enjoy films in that format that they couldn't. Now, make. as an example, what are your like top selling? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, there you go. Jennifer's Body. Ah. 
I haven't seen that. I want to see that. Jess keeps telling me about that movie. It's an interesting feminist kind of horror sort of thing. Advertised terribly. Advertised okay. super the wrong way, which I found it after the fact, which I found very interesting. Um, Scott Pilgrim, Jennifer's Body, uh, and then one of the weird obscure ones, uh, Quest for the Lost City, which is the unriffed version of Final Sacrifice, which is a very popular <laughs> Mr. Sensitive <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, I do love Final Sacrifice. So those are just a couple examples of the films that we put on tape. And so the unriffed version of Final Sacrifice is called something different? Yeah, it was originally released as Quest for the Lost City. Why did, and it's a student film, technically. Why did Mr. Sensei call it? The, is, because when it was re-released, basically, and got a distribution deal for VHS, it came out under the title The Final Sacrifice. Uh, and so okay. that by the time it got into the hands of Mr. Science Theater, it was the final sacrifice. That. Okay, okay. And so, uh, so yeah, those are just a couple of examples, um, and a lot of other weird, like artsy stuff and shirts and other nonsense. And we're going to be doing a convention in the in the, the spring. Where? Uh, in Ocala, Florida. Okay. Called Spookala. When is it's that? In May. In uh, May. Yeah. And so you can look up Spookala, Google that, and uh, we'll be vending there. And so, yeah, uh, Brainbuster Video. That's my big pluggable for me. Uh, Hell yeah. And then, I don't know, something to endorse. Um, Are you just Marvel doing... Strike Force. I mean, really, it's a great, it's free. It's free to play, which I mean, that's fun. <laughs> uh, and you can download it on the Android or iOS. I hear store. If, you, if you spend some money, you can get Scarlet Spider. Well, how much do you fucking like Scarlet Spider? We're going to answer that question with a very specific amount of money. <laughs> we've done the math for you and we found out it's this amount of money you like Scarlet Spider enough to spend $80 hey, I, I, I like to think of it as like hey you like this shitty character from the 90s fuck you pay us money yeah. that's how uh, I like to envision it that's a good title for that game yeah fuck you pay us yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel's Marvel's colon fuck you, fuck pay, you pay us, us. Yeah. Uh, what about you anything to endorse I got something to endorse oh boy uh, I'm going to endorse something I've already endorsed on this podcast. A, I, a, a return to form. A, 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 another, a repeat endorsement. Uh, something I've endorsed before. Long-time listeners will know that I love the card game Netrunner. Um, now, so, why? Is, so, it, is it the aesthetic? Is it the subject matter? Or is the actual, like, gameplay? Yes. Oh. Um, so, uh, okay, so... Well, history back up yeah uh in the um you know early mid 90s um card games became a thing i mean uh, prior to like magic the gathering collectible card games were not really a thing people collected like baseball cards like mm-hmm. cool i got like fucking babe ruth Whoa. right and then uh magic the gathering blew up the collectible card scene and it was you know it was collectible you could collect all the rare cards but there was also a game you could play this fucking game and it was crazy and so so many so many company there was a fucking collectible card game gold rush oh boom absolutely so so many companies all tried to get in on on that space all at once and um, there was just a, a, a clusterfuck of w- way too many card games and not enough people to play them. Um, and I, there was really only three card games to survive that rush, and it was Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And those are like the big three collectible card games that still exist today. In in one of the many, 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 many casualties of the 90s uh, uh, CCG card rush was a game called Netrunner, which was also designed by Richard Garfield. And Richard Garfield, 
any Magic the Gathering player will tell you, yes, this game was created and designed by Richard Garfield. He is a crazy prolific card game designer. Hmm. Um, not only has he designed Magic, he designed this game called Netrunner. He designed, um, more recently, uh, uh, Keyforge, uh, which is another game that's doing quite well, I hear. Um, but anyway, just <laughs> way too many companies in there. Not enough interest. You couldn't... There's not enough people to go around. Yeah, there's, there's just not enough... Yeah, there's not enough people to go around to buy all these games. So, so many games just crashed. The fucking Austin Powers game we, we have. And it, it, what what happened is um, you had... Uh, there, there wasn't enough people to buy all these card games. And it takes a lot of... In order to drive up interest in a card game, you have to have a player base who's willing to buy the cards, and that's what gives these cards value. When you say that, oh, there's a rare card in this pack, it's only rare if people want to buy it, if right? give a shit. And yeah. if nobody gives a shit about your card game, like our Austin Powers card game, then the cards are worth nothing. I bought a whole giant rack of this yeah, Austin Powers. Yeah, an unopened, like... like distributor box three dollars yeah. of for like 400 cards or something like that anyway um so uh netrunner last crash and burn last but fantastic design by richard garfield it's an asymmetrical game where and it's set by the way it's set in the um cyberpunk 2020 universe which there was already a digital role-playing game and uh, like a traditional role-playing game for Cyberpunk 2020. It is the same universe, I believe, that Cyberpunk 2049 is based on. Hmm. It's all this, um, I don't know, it's like a, 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 a dystopian cyberpunk future where, you know... Corporations are corporation, like conquered the world and they're evil and there's so a there's rebellion. Rebellious yeah. hackers, and that's the game. Um, in Richard Garfield's Netrunner, you play as a runner who is trying to... And it's it's an asymmetrical game. So you play as a runner who's trying to hack into a corporation's servers. And the cards represent servers. And you can protect your servers with firewalls, which in the game are called ICE. Which stand... It's like an acronym for Intrusion Countermeasure, countermeasure Electronics. Uh, and and the runners have to break the ice and get into the servers. Oh, and you got to break the ice. You got to talk to a girl. <laughs> well, none of these people who are playing Netrunner and Magic: The Gathering have ever broken the ice before. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, really interesting, really really interesting uh, design. So, so that, just that, to make that sure got, that I'm clear, so Netrunner, I have seen you like play it, and it's got like a whole thing, like a board and everything. Well. So it started as just like a Pokemon game? Yes, sort of. So in in that 90s CCG rush, so many games wanted that magic money. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, to this fucking money. day, magic is the king of card games. There there are entire stores that their life they blood, make their money off. They, they just. literally just sell magic. So there's just a ton of games that wanted to copy magic. So you have just a ton of card games where like 90% of these card games are I've got dudes and you've got dudes and we're going to, you know, battle our dudes and I'm trying to do damage to your dude. Netrunner is not Now wait a minute, wait a minute with that example. Yeah. What if we could put that on an app? <laughs> And we have certain cards that are super cool that everybody wants. I've got an idea. What if we license... What if we call Marvel and get everyone's favorite Kevin Feige, get your fucking ass in here. We got a deal for you, buddy. Uh, it's called yeah. Magic Money. That's the name of the app. But the, the interesting thing about this Netrunner game is it's not like Magic at all, which 90% of all these other card games that want to just given, the great value brand version of Magic. Yeah, it's got it. dudes versus dudes, and we're dealing damage to each other. I'm killing your dudes, you're killing my dudes, we did our dudes, and whatever. Netrunner's 
completely fundamentally totally different. So it's a really interesting design. So in 2013, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite. <laughs> used, hey, you sell out. It's fine. Used to be. Fa- I don't know what they are now. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite game developers, Fantasy Flight Games, uh, revived this. Okay. Uh, revived Netrunner, but one smart thing they did. First of all, they set it in their own universe. They they had been developing their own cyberpunk universe, and they already released a game called Android, so it was called Android Netrunner, and it was set in Fantasy Flight's universe, not in the Cyberpunk 2020 universe. Uh, the other smart thing they did was, hey, what if we... And this is actually an idea they had before. They had um, two... Car- they, I can't remember if it was Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, and they were having this whole, oh, you collect all the cards and there's rares, but... Their player base was, they had a dedicated player base, but it was very small. And the value, you know, the value of the cards were not to the point where it was like, oh, I'll pay a gajillion million dollars. Yeah, the goblin brain wasn't there enough to be like, oh, it's driving up the value of these. Exactly. So the player base was not, the player base was not, it it costs a lot of money to like randomize these card packs and, you know, uh, distribution is so much more complicated when you have to ensure that, you know, this pack has a certain number of uncommons and rares and whatever. So they were just like, what if we just don't have a collectible card game for and just our, make it a card game. And just, it's just a card game. You just buy a pack and then like you can, there's a QR code in the back and you just scan it and you know what cards are in it. And it, 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 a pack just has a, a predefined, hey, if I want the fucking, I don't know, Jon Snow card or Gandalf card or whatever, I'll just go buy the pack that has the Gandalf card and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, so they called that their living card game model, and they recycled that model for Netrunner. So there are no rare cards in Netrunner. If you want a card, you just go buy the card. Fast forward to uh, 20... whatever, 2017. They, they, by the way, they licensed the name of Netrunner. I, so I, We're getting into legal stuff I don't really understand. They licensed the name of Netrunner from Wizards of the Coast, which okay. is the company that, that Richard Garfield... Got it. Uh, and then we don't really know what happened in 2017, 2018. Wizards of the Coast was like, nah, we're not going to renew that license. So Fantasy Flight had to stop making Netrunner, which was a big bummer. But there is a community of people who have just kept making cards. They just kept the game going. Um, they have contracted, like, the same artists that were working on the FFG, the Fantasy Flight Games version of Netrunner, and just those same artists are just still making art for the cards. They're... Here's something that I love about the... For as much awful shit is, like, constantly existing in this world that we live in in 2021, one element that I love is that there is enough ability smarts and technology available to the public that we now as a collective as a species can decide nah fuck that because for netrunner mm-hmm. and for rock band yeah communities have risen up and said oh you said we were done yeah we all shook hands and decided we ain't fucking done yeah, yeah, and yeah. just make it and it's on the same quality and it's and it works. Oh, it's inter- fully integrated into the original set, so the game can just keep fucking going. And fuck, I don't give a shit what lawyers say. I don't give a shit what the companies <laughs> say. This game lives on. I don't fucking care. And that's awesome. That is fucking. Not only is it the same. I would argue some of th- this community of people is called Nisei, which is a fictional company in the genius. Love it. 
Uh, but Nisei is also the Japanese word for, like, the second generation, which is also like, oh, is the second generation It's also uh, Japanese for, I don't fucking care, lawyers, we're <laughs> yeah. making this game some more. Well, the interesting thing about the legal situation, because it's, like, super not... I, it can't be legal. You're, you're talking but, to a guy who bootlegs tapes for a living. <laughs> I have no problems with this. It can't be both, but I think there is enough because they're like working in still pseudo the Android universe, which is owned by Fantasy Flight Games, and they're using net the word Netrunner, which is I guess licensed or owned by Wizards of the Coast. But it seems like these two companies won't join hands to come after <laughs> this. But also, it's a non-profit, so I don't even know legally. I think legally, they can even if it's a non-profit, I think they can still go after it. But is that worth the PR that you're going to get to, like, hey, hey, we crushed this community <laughs> that supported us for several years because they didn't want to have fun. Yeah. So it seems like this is just going to keep going, even though it's legally dubious. Good. Like, who, who cares? Good. Uh, but the quality is fantastic. Same artists. Um, the templating... One of the reasons, maybe, that Netrunner was sort of... On the decline. FFG, the QA in FFG was getting real nasty. (laughs) towards uh, Sort of in the middle, there was, like, the templating of the card. There was, like, misspellings on the cards. Oh, boy. We just stopped giving shit. Cards with, like, weird indentions. There was, like, cards with this huge blank space and then this tiny little text. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, did anyone look at this? There's cards that were printed upside down. Perfect. It was just, like... Oh my god, did QA even look at this? Uh, so, yeah, no, the Nisei cards on the whole, I would say, are even better quality than the Fantasy Flight, even from a design perspective. I really like the design of the new Nisei cards. There is also a community, this is even more wild, that has implemented all of the rules of Netrunner uh, in uh, 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 JavaScript on your browser. So you can jump on your browser and be like, hey, you know, friend who whatever, you want to play some Netrunner over the internet, uh, and you can play Netrunner in your browser. It's called Jinteki.net, and all of the new Nisei cards are there. Already integrated? Already integrated. That's amazing. And the game, I don't know if you've played a lot of Tabletop Simulator. Tabletop Simulator is fucking great, but um, in large part in Tabletop Simulator, there is there is some scripting to some games in TTS, but uh, the great thing about Tabletop Simulator is you can just kind of move things around. Jinteki.net knows the rules of Netrunner and knows what all the cards do. You just click a card and it just does whatever the card's supposed to do. So, anyway. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Play Netrunner. Uh, check out Jinteki.net. Um, check out Nisei.net. I think that's their web address. Nisei.net. It's where uh, this community has decided to continue this Amazing. game. It's a fucking great game. It's really fun. Incredible. Yeah. So, there you go. That was a very long... No, I love... Like I said, I love that we live in a world... a long fucking episode. I love... Well, you brought me in. This is what you get. Uh, no, I just love living in a world where... Communities can communities just can say, no, in. we're just going to keep yeah, the game going. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what you said. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. going to keep going with this because we still want to play. Like, oh, and... Amazing. By the way, uh, <laughs> you can play in your browser if you do want physical copies of the cards. You can go to... Um, Nisei.net or uh, make playing cards or drive through cards and you can just order like a nice nicely printed version of all of the Nisei cards so, amazing yeah yeah amazing yeah well it's I great. love it this has been a wild journey on this episode I'm glad we got to go through some nostalgia I'm glad we got to yeah, end great. on a positive note it's and take a big shit on a mobile game so <laughs> I'm sorry we shit all over the game that you've I've been already playing. spent too much money on right. anyway, so oh god alright well so there we go I'm yeah. super glad I can't figure out like I can look through like probably my PayPal mm-hmm. transactions and, and really add out. it up and then yeah. cry yeah. but I'm glad that the yeah, game yeah, doesn't yeah. actually show it in, yeah. in game because <laughs> that's you're real depressed yeah exactly that's letting the cat out of the bag yeah. but yeah so 
this was great. I'm thrilled to be back on the show. Yeah, and, uh, and look forward to more with Zach. Um, we, usually, we try to plan out our, our episodes. We don't. Oh, I have no. We don't, what we don't know what's coming in the future. Yeah. I would say in the future you can expect some more tabletop content. Is that true? Hell yeah! All right. So in you the just future, sold. You just did the greatest Glengarry Glen Ross sales pitch on Netrunner. Absolutely, <laughs> we're going to be talking board games with this fucking show. And specifically, maybe some shitty board games. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. All right, the uh, Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Say hour and thirty. You, That's you may, want, you may want to edit that down a little bit, but we'll see. I don't know. That was that was that was all killer. I think. I thought we did fine. Yeah, that was good.